Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug catching up with Dr. Brian Simmons. We are talking about the book, The Blessing, Uniting Generations, as we find out more about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, Dr. Simons, thank you so much for making time today. Doug, a pleasure to be with you. Well, I'm curious now. So this is your second book going through uh, Genesis, right? This particular volume is Genesis 12 through 35? That's right. There's a trilogy that uh, we're writing, and this is the second part. The third part will be called The Dreamer. But The Blessing, wow, that's what everybody is craving for right now. You know, that song, The Blessing, is just going around the world. It's taken from the scripture of Numbers, the ironic blessing. So, yeah, it's, it's an intriguing theme for sure. Well, was there a particular thing that led you to want to break down uh, so succinctly the first book of the Bible? Well, I feel like it's the foundation, you know, if we don't understand the foundation of our faith, which comes from the book of Genesis, the God of glory that created all things, chose uh, Abraham, from that formed the Jewish nation, and eventually we Christians, we believers, got grafted in to that, to that blessing. So it really is the source of, of favor. You know, Doug, if I could mention, the word blessing is found 88 times in the book of Genesis. Well, I wanted to explore some of the themes uh, that that are uh, taken in your book from the book of Genesis. Um, one of them has to do with obedience. We're, we're called to be obedient, and I guess there's consequences when we do and consequences when we don't. Well, that's right. In grace, we have all the favor and, and uh, mercy of God, but, you know, there are certain aspects of this blessing that hinges on our faithfulness, on our obedience, to really tap into God's love and, and power. We've got to follow. We've got to listen and then obey what He tells us. It's not just simply knowing that He loves us, but it's walking in the steps of, of love, which will lead us into obedience. Well, and the idea, too, that God can restore us despite our sins, I think that's one of our biggest hang-ups is that um, we've done too much. It's too late for us. Yeah, not really. Uh, God, uh, God has such mercy. I mean, you go back to Genesis, you see Adam and Eve, they were not, uh, they were not um, destroyed, made toast, you know, obliterated. They were given redemption in the form of the lambskin that covered them, their clothing in the garden. I mean, the Father loved them so much, He didn't want them naked in the garden. He clothed them Himself. And it's my feeling He used lambskin, pointing to the Lamb of God, the Savior that would come and redeem humanity. So there's never really a point for the, the believer in Jesus where God will give up on you. And I say, thank you, Jesus. We learn a lot of things through stories. Of course, Jesus spoke in parables, and really, a book like this helping us break down the real-life stories of the people that are talked about in Genesis. Um, give a little insight into the testing that some of them have gone through and how that brings about a deeper revelation. Yeah, we all want the faith of Abraham. We want the blessing of Abraham, but we don't ever ask for the test of Abraham. <laughs> 
And it was really those seven tests that we, uh, we detail in the book. We show you the seven tests that Abraham had to go through. I mean, he had to leave his family, his country. He had to leave all that was familiar. He had to leave, uh, you know, Lot. He had a lot to lose. He had to leave Ishmael. He had to even give up Isaac on an altar, which was the supreme test. So, yeah, the testing of the Lord, that's something we rarely hear about. But like furnace, like a furnace of clay that refines silver, so God tests us uh, with his word. And our heart is like that furnace of clay. We're clay beings. And he tests us with his word so that we could carry the weight of this blessing that he wants to put on us. The book also explores uh, Isaac's blessing for a bride and the idea of a humble act of service influencing generations. Yeah, Rebecca, you think about what she did to uh, water uh, Abimelech's camels and, and to go find a man she'd never met to marry She'd never seen him. She just heard the testimony. And it's like us. We've never seen our heavenly Isaac, have we? But, but we know the testimony, and we're off on that journey to find our beloved. So Rebecca's decision to go was an epic step of faith for that mighty woman of God, that matriarch of our faith. And then another theme explored in the book is the idea that only the Lord can transform us. You know, that's the story of Jacob. If you really think about it, uh, Abraham is the story of faith, Isaac, the story of inheritance, and Jacob, the story of transformation, how we get changed. And the God we love and serve is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, but Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I find hope in that, that, you know, all of our uh, cleverness and all of our need can be transformed, and we can become, like Jacob, into another person with a new identity, a new name, and a new relationship. So you think about the uh, people of Israel, the, the nation of Israel, and all that God did throughout history with Israel. It all was because one man was transformed. And we think how many people could be impacted if we would be that one person to let God transform us, change us from that heel grabber that conniver into a prince with God, into someone that, that will serve him with all our heart. Mm, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, Scripture talks about uh, God calling Abraham his friend, and I think that a lot of times we have a hard time embracing the idea of God as friend. Some of us have a misconception of God as a lightning bolt or God as a disciplinarian, so the idea of a God as friend is certainly something we need to embrace. Absolutely. And of course, when Jesus stunned his disciples, no doubt, in John 15, when he says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. I mean, that we would have that access to his heart, the heart of Jesus and and the heart of the Father, uh, because of this great love. It's it's phenomenal to me that you and I can become friends of God and, and go even past that to become the intimate lovers of God that he longs for. Spending time with Dr. Brian Simmons, the book, The Blessing, uh, Uniting Generations. What is your hope for folks once they're done reading? What, what are some things that you hope people take away and not miss in this book? I really hope the readers will tap into this eternal blessing that stretches all the way back to the book of Genesis, and that they see themselves in that life flow of blessing that goes from one generation to the next, 
who of us don't want the blessing of our parents, the blessing of a father? And you think of our eternal father, that the blessing of God can pour into our lives as we tap into this life flow of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and unite our hearts to their generations, and then to pass it on to our children and our grandchildren. That's, that's our hope, that the readers will really tap into the eternal blessing of Yahweh. Beautiful, beautiful. This is great stuff. I appreciate the time. I want to be respectful of that as well. Is there anything that uh, we may have missed that you wanted to make sure we get in there? Just that God is working on every one of us in a unique way and unique timing. And don't give up. I would just say to all of our listeners, don't give up. Uh, You know, this year is about to end, and new years to come, and new blessings will be around the corner. And set your heart on being a pilgrim and moving ever closer to the heart of God. You will not be disappointed. 